The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Here we go. Thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's uh, part two continuation or conclusion of my conversation with uh, Marvin Salcedo with Salcedo Lawns, it's just more great information, more things to unpack, more questions to ask. Had a great time talking with him, visiting him. He's a great guy, great peer and mentor. He's got a great multiple businesses now, and he's just crushing it. I can't wait to see what he has to do, Some uh, see what else he's got in store to do later on in, down the road in the future. And now he's even giving back, uh, trying to, you know, above and beyond just posting stuff on social media. He's actually going to be on a coaching platform, which sounds like a really cool platform. It's different than like him creating his own website or something. It's an actual uh you know, a, a dedicated coaching platform with multiple different coaches on it. So uh, he'll talk about that uh, some more um, or a little bit on this, the, this continuation conclusion, I mean, of this episode. Uh, so stay tuned. I hope you enjoy. And so now we're, we're having to try and convince people to come out and work that we're making more money staying at home, twiddling their thumbs. Yeah. And that is a hard conversation to have. It, it is really hard to convince somebody, hey, I want you to come work for me. It's really hot outside. It's going to be 110 today. We're going to work 12 hours, and uh, you know we want you to work with us. Right. When they can go sell stuff on Amazon and sit at home at their computer and make just as much money, if not more, yeah, that is a hard conversation. Or to maybe have. do a little DoorDash on the side, a little DoorDash, little Uber, Uber Eats, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and they'll hustle along and they'll make enough money to pay their bills and they're happy. Yeah, you know, I I respect the hustle, but at the same time, it still has affected companies and yeah. all sizes. Right, I've got friends here in the area who are a little bitty and you know big, you know, in between that tiny and my size. Yeah. And every one of them has problems with labors. You know, one thing that we have seen is uh, we have we've we've open hired this year. I mean, we we have not stopped, uh, uh, you know, asking people to come work for us. Yeah. You know, we've had ads running nonstop, and we call people to uh, come in uh, come in for an interview, and they either never respond to us. <laughs> Uh, or they uh, set up an interview time and they never show up, or they show up. We have an incredible interview with them. We hire them, and then they never show up for their first day of work. So we may have a pool of a hundred people that we reach out to, and we can only get a hold of forty of them. Out of the forty, 
15 show up out of the 15, two might actually show work up for, for their the, first day of work. Yeah. And out of those two, we might keep one. Yeah. That's, and it's, it's been that way all, all year long. Yeah. And, uh, so what you're saying is exactly what's happening to smaller companies as well, because it's all relative whether you need one guy or 10 guys, that one guy is just as critical to you as a small company as those 10 guys are at a bigger company. So I feel like some people get, get caught up in thinking like, oh, you know, the bigger companies, they're, they're, people are more you know, indispensable or whatever, you know, they, it's all about quantity, but uh, you know, you still need those people. You need we that do. quantity. So, we do. oh man. So it, it, everyone is struggling with that basically. And, um, and I also wanted to say another topic that I keep talking about or another p- part of this that is, is uh, controversial or whatever. Like there's those, those employees, those people that could potentially be employees like on some of my old YouTube videos from before this labor crisis was at this point, but you know, it's always been difficult, right? To, to, to find people to do this kind of work, whether it be construction, <laughs> landscaping, lawn maintenance, anything outside with the heat and the elements and it's hard work, you know, it's always difficult to find and keep good blue collar workers. Yeah. I think that's always just been, <laughs> been a thing, you know, and it's gotten even worse. Right. So it's got a couple of years, right. So it's gotten even worse over the last couple of years. But prior to that, I made a, a YouTube video just about some of my early struggles of trying to find people what, as when my business got to that point to be able to like find one or two part-time guys. That was a huge challenge just trying to do that. And people were have been commenting to that on that video recently because it's almost like YouTube is like thinking about everything that's going on and they just keep... So people see that video now and they think it's like I made that during COVID, like it's a new oh, video. Yeah. So people are commenting things like, well, maybe if you wouldn't treat your employees like garbage, maybe if you wouldn't, meanwhile, I didn't say anything like the, the video was about me struggling to find people. Like I hadn't even had people yet. So I don't know yeah. why they're even saying that I'm treating people bad. Like, you know, like, but I feel like they were just saying that they were using that as a sounding board to the yeah. industry. Clearly they were like big grunt, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, disgruntled, ex-employees or whatever current employees of other companies or what wherever whatever their purpose in life you know uh, place in life was that they were using that comment section as like a sounding board in general not just to me but to everyone like you know maybe if you if you if you treated didn't treat people like garbage maybe if you paid them a livable way uh, you know wage and gave them this and gave them that and all that stuff and while i get that i don't know and i just want saying this because i want you to weigh in on this I, from my perspective, I, it's it's not that easy to just yeah. Well, we'll just pay them more, and then we'll just raise our prices, and then we won't get any work. Yeah, like th- there has to be a balance, right? Like we we can raise our rates all we want, but sooner or later, people aren't they're going to stop. Go. Coming yeah, to they're going to work because you're too expensive. Exactly, because there's going to be someone that's going to be a little more competitive. They don't necessarily need to be chucking the truck that's you know charging like half the price of everybody and just killing the market. Those people usually you get what you pay for and, and they'll weed themselves out and there's going to be that higher level customer that wants value and quality. You know, like they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're not going to want Chuck. They're going to want the company that's going to do better, but they're not. If someone's charging a little bit less and they might go with that. So ultimately you will price yourself out of the market if you just go way too crazy just so that you can pay Joe blow 20 bucks an hour. Cause you're that desperate just to cut some grass. Like, yeah. 
you know, and I remember off air you were saying that even that though is a little bit easier for the more boutique, smaller companies that only have a few employees. And they don't have as much overhead. And, right. Versus yeah. 20 or 60 employees, you know, now you're like, woo, man, like you're paying them five bucks more or two bucks more an hour and you multiply that by, you know, 60 people or, or more. And that's, that's huge increase now that you have to justify and you can't just I did some quick, prices. quick and dirty math off air. And if I gave each employee a $4 raise, um, and this is with zero overtime, this is just our laborers, this is not county management staff or anybody else, just our laborers. If I gave each one of them a $4 raise, um, it would be an average of $7,200 a week that it would cost me. So, I mean, we're talking almost thirty grand a month more. Yeah. And where are you going to get them? Can, can you like... I, I couldn't eat that. Yeah, and, and so that means you have to somehow find thirty thousand more in sales, which means our price has to go up, right? And like, then the prices go up, and people don't call as much, right? Or they they may still call us because we do lots and lots of advertising, but they choose to go with the other guy, right? Because he's a little cheaper, right? But then I guess playing devil's advocate, it's like, wouldn't you rather? <laughs> Um, have less work and with more employees or good employees than have more work with less employees. We've already that, we've already I mean? tried to narrow things down as much as we can without getting rid of a lot of the less profitable services and uh, the stuff that's further away and tried to narrow it down to do exactly what you said. Yeah. Uh, because yes, I would have rather be have less work and it be more profitable right. than be stupid busy and barely keeping my head above water. Yeah. And so we've already done that. Yeah, that's that's a good segue. That was something else I wanted to touch upon because you were saying how uh um your well one, you said your lawn maintenance has higher profit margins than anything else. Like what? Yeah, statistically over the past two year and a half, we have made more profit from our lawn maintenance division than we have from any other department. That's flower bed uh, maintenance, which is straight hourly labor, uh, irrigation, Christmas lighting, uh, landscaping. We, we've done more from lawn maintenance than we have anybody else. How, and I, I think how? it's just simply because, one, we bid right, and two, we watch our, our, uh, our route density and make sure that we're trying to be as efficient as, as possible. Yeah, everything from what you just said and adding on like your setup, you know, like your flatbed dovetail, like cab over trucks. Everything the, makes the, a the, difference. Zuzu MBRs or whatever. They, what, what are they? What do you call them? They're Zuzus. A Zuzu yeah. MPR. Yeah. Just trying to give people a visual if they don't know what we're talking about. The flatbed delivery truck. Yeah. Yeah. With the little dovetail, the dovetail ramp and you load up a whole bunch of mowers, mowers on there, blowers, <laughs> trimmers, a bunch of guys go out there and knock out a whole bunch of residential neighborhoods and or commercial neighborhoods. And yeah. I know you usually have a separate. separate you, you and I went and looked at a property this morning. I think there is 60 or 70 houses in that one neighborhood, and they'll knock that out today. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, um, yeah, that, that that's the challenge that people should be able to 
try and, you know, like, like meet that challenge, like how to be more profitable with, with, with maintenance, with your lawn maintenance, especially now that you can't find that many people, the times of just throwing people at stuff, you know, like throwing money at stuff, basically, yeah. you know, like, oh, we'll just add a couple more guys to the crew and we'll just get it done. Those times you can't find the guys, you can't even find the guys anymore to, to you, and you shouldn't have even been doing that anyway, yeah. because you're, you're eating at your profit margin. So now you don't have a choice. Yeah. And so I think by a little bit by default and also from you, your mentality and you really digging into things like that, you've also reduced the amount. I mean, like I said, by default, but also by intent, you've really shrunken down and, and, and uh, really gotten more efficient with your crews and your routes. So, so you we don't even need as many people and as trucks out on, out on the road, spending gas and wear and tear and all that stuff. So company wide, we have 20 fewer laborers this year than we did last year. And we will make uh, approximately a million dollars more this year than we did last year. That's crazy. So doing more work with less laborers. Yeah. And another way that we've tried to combat everything is just uh, having the right machinery. Um, you know, if I can't find it in a laborer, then I'm going to have to find a machine that can do that same work. Yeah. Whether it's a better mower or a, a skid steer that can pick up, you know, uh, pallets of grass and move it where we need to rather than doing it manually. Um, you know, how can we be the most efficient possible with what, what we're given? Yeah. And it's been a struggle, but you know what? We've, we've made the best of it and we're pushing forward. Yeah. We're, we're not going to let this labor market, uh, take us over. We're, we're going right. to take it over. <laughs> nice. Love it. So, what, and, yeah, let ahead, me, one more thing I wanted right to ahead. say. Another thing that we've tried to do to make sure that we keep really good laborers is, uh, you know, we, one, we pay weekly. We pay, uh, our, ca our checks always cash. We pay decent. Um, we offer uh, vacation time, sick days, retirement, 401k with a match. Uh, we offer health insurance. Uh, we've tried to offer all of these things, um, even down to the uh, work shirts, the work shirts that they that we have laundered every week. I pay for those. Uh, a lot of companies make their employees pay for them while oh, I'm yeah. paying for them mm -hmm. because I don't want them to have to take that cost on. Even though it's not that much, it's, I don't know, five dollars an employee. You know, it's still it adds up. Mm -hmm. And but it's probably bigger for them that they don't have to like it's it's that's it's, one more thing they don't have to worry right. about. And especially, you know, milk and eggs have gone up considerably. Gas has gone up. Rent's gone up. And I don't want that to be one more thing that they have to put on their plate. Let me take that off. Let me pay for it. Right. And you just focus on working and, and putting food on your table. Right. One more excuse why they can't work or don't want to work or whatever. It seems yeah. like a small price to pay in retrospect for you as the owner to get bigger results from, you know, hopefully a good staff and yeah. team. Um, yeah. Well, so something else I wanted to uh, transition into is... Uh, what 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 challenges have you had with with all of this going on? You know, with like now you bought another company, so you basically got two companies merged in one, like two land lawn landscape companies merged in one. Then you got some other companies that you're like. Oh, what are these it's, challenges? It's been interesting. 
Are you tired of wasting time looking up addresses and responding to inquiries that are too far away or just not in one of your areas? If you are, then you need to add My Service Area to your website. My Service Area will filter your website inquiries based on the territories that you have created on your My Service Area map. If they are in one of your territories, then they get through to your request page. If they are out of your area, then My Service Area stops them from submitting a request and asks them for their email address. The added value is all the addresses are collected so that you can view the pins on your map. Collecting those addresses will help you improve your route density and assist you with knowing where you can grow your business. My Service Area should definitely be a part of your tool set to create more efficiency. Visit MyServiceArea.com slash Naylor for a special offer or click the link in the podcast description. My Service Area. Hey guys, the Equip Expo, formerly known as the GIE Plus Expo, will be here before you know it, October 18th through the 21st. It's a great time. I go every year. I've been going for many, many years. It's worth it so in so many ways. All of the outdoor demo areas plus the indoor showroom. Talk to all of the all of your favorite manufacturers and uh, meet new ones, find new ones, and all the networking opportunities. A lot of great events, great food, great times, great educational opportunities as well there. So go ahead and check it out. If you don't know what it is, you can click the link in the episode description there and you can check out all about it as well as register. Uh, you can use my code LCR to save 50% off at any time. But if you register before September 9th, you get the early bird discount, which means with the 50% off, it'll only be $10 per person if you use code LCR. Again, that link is in the episode description. Thanks, guys. Hope to see you there. One of the first challenges we uh, ran into, I did not realize. I knew there were some inefficiencies when I was going to take over the other company. I didn't realize how inefficient they were until I actually took them over. I knew that they did some scheduling on pen and paper. Did not realize that 99% of what they did was on pen and paper. Jeez. I mean, everything was a manual process. And you said they were a bigger company than They were twice, than twice the size were. that I was. Wow. Twice the size that I was at the time. Talk about headaches. A man. massive headache. And so we had to go in. And that was one of the first things that we worked on was getting them switched over. We had to do it department by department. And we worked on uh, the w- most inefficient department first being lawn maintenance and forced them to switch over to uh, doing everything on uh, tablets rather than pen and paper. And then we went with irrigation and then bed maintenance, and then lastly, landscaping. Um, And it was just, you know, one thing, we'd take one, get them going, to take the next one, get them going. And some of these would take a month or two to get it smooth enough that we felt confident we could let them go and then start on the next one. Because had I come in day one and said, hey, I'm the new owner, by the way, we're doing everything on tablets now, we're going to do a crash course, good luck everything would have ground to a halt that day. Yeah. And we would have gotten nothing done. Right. And I feel like that's a good example of conversations I've had in the past about, you know, start these things, these efficiencies, like from day one, whether you're an owner operator or, or, or not like just start to, you know, figure this stuff out right away Yeah, because I feel like they were so big. They, there was no hope for them to go like, like, like they probably thought it was an overwhelming task to go backwards and find a, 
you know, a different way, you know, tablets. And do they even use a CRM? Did they even have anything? They use QuickBooks or something? Most, like, most of it was through QuickBooks. You know, like, but, but here you are half their size, been probably using service autopilot. Since 2012. 2012. What'd you have? One crew, two crews? Uh, back then, two crews. Two crews. So, but two maybe, crews. Maybe three crews. Yeah. And you're like, I need a CRM. I need to start getting stuff, you know, organized. I'm over here was solo and was like, man, man, I should probably think, but th- that was when it was really popping off and I'm yeah. like, what are all these CRMs coming? You know, yard book was free and all this stuff. I'm like, let me try that out. And then I outgrew that Well, you know, once I had employees and, and all that, they were still way behind the eight ball and service autopilot was way ahead yeah. back, that, back then. I was like, I can't even use a fraction of this at this point. But then once it started to grow, I'm like, maybe I need to transition to something else. Yeah. It's a game changer. It's something they they did into. have a list of clients like in LMN. Okay. So they used that. But, to, but they barely use very it. They, basic. They form. used it as like QuickBooks, probably, right? Pretty much. <laughs> like, everything like, was like still it was being, their Microsoft Word or something. You're everything like, you was doing? still being built out through oh. uh, QuickBooks. Oh. They were. Uh, it basically was a client list for them. Wow. And they would still manually route them. Wow. And it was just it was a nightmare. Wow. So there was that was problem number one that we ran into. Yeah, and the next problem is we grew so fast we had quality problems, mm. and that has that is still a, an ongoing struggle. And we're constantly training and constantly teaching. Yeah. And I actually have a guy that his full time job is quality control. Quality control. He yeah. goes around to our different properties and he takes pictures and he reports back to the lawn maintenance manager or whichever department we do that property for, and he's letting them know what he sees. And, you know, unfortunately, he's the bad guy. <laughs> nobody nobody likes to hear that they're not doing their job right. Yeah. But it is a needed, extremely, extremely important job. Otherwise, they might not have a job one day. That's what everyone needs to yeah. understand. And we've had to, we've had to tell some guys, look, quite frankly, if you don't step it up, we're going to have to replace you. It is cheaper for us to stop mowing your entire route. We will make more money as a company if we if we stop mowing your entire route. Then then keep you then doing keep, it inefficiently. Keep doing it and inefficiently. All customer service issues and all that. Yeah, because we're having to go back and go back and go back and yep. and it's just that's not not a, a an efficient way to run a company. Right. Yeah. Well, 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 leading off to building off on that, my next thing was going to be customer service. I can only imagine because right now, like for a couple of years now, I've had, you know, one maxed out crew, just me and two guys, you know, or me and one guy sometimes with all this craziness going on. You know, we're trying to get 70, 75 yards done you know, mowing in a week yeah, in, in like four days so that I can have, you know, wiggle room in case it rains. We got to prune shrubs, you know, aeration season comes up, whatever like that. That's, yeah. that's a pretty full. And we're talking, we're not talking like, you know, like some of the neighborhoods here in Texas where they're like tiny little 5,000 or less square foot yards. Those are cute. You can just bang them out with push mowers or whatever. Like, oh, 75, that's easy. I'm talking like 10,000 square foot on average. Like that's yeah. not something you're push mowing. No. And that's that's a little detail. You know, got a lot of trimming and edging. You got to bang. I mean, you're not getting those yards done for less than 20 minutes, yeah. you know, for two guys. You know what I mean? So we're, we're, we're talking it's a full schedule. And, and, I'm, and I'm always like at that point point that breaking point where like i can't really do too much more than that uh without getting more people on and we just talked about how challenging that is but the other part is 
that's 75, 80, you know, I have extra people that I just treat their yard and they mow their own yard. So really I have like 80 something client accounts that that's a lot of headache. Sometimes I try to do the best job I can, but there's no way you can always keep every Karen and, and Kevin happy. There's always some that are, that you didn't even know that they're going to be a pain that are sprinkled in that 80 plus people and it's like to me i think to myself man how in the world if i you know got a second crew and doubled this eventually like that's just double the headaches but then i also think about what jonathan the lawn care millionaire said once upon a time a lot of guys get caught up in the you know the the 250 to 500,000 dollar a year problems thinking that those are going to multiply when they get to a million dollars but really those problems go away and now you have million dollar problems not 500,000 yeah. dollar problems so you can attest to that right oh absolutely it, uh, we we deal with totally different problems right than i did went back when i was one or two crews so can you help with that transition maybe a little bit maybe some tips that you learned to help all cuz primarily the people listening to this to this podcast want to be to at your level or just want to be as efficient as possible yeah. at their current level learning from you and and folks that are way up you know past where we are you know Well the biggest thing you need to decide is where do you want to be what do you what do you want to be when you grow up <laughs> right. um you know how big of a company do you really want to be do you just want to be ultra efficient at a small size which there's some beauty to that there really is there's simplicity to it running two to three crews you're going to do you know in the, if if you got up to about four crews, you could do in the seven hundred fifty thousand dollar range, and there is some beauty to that. You can be ultra efficient and make lots and lots of profit. I knew I know a guy who he sits in that seven hundred fifty thousand dollar range. He does like thirty five forty percent profit every year, and he freaking kills it. His house has paid off. He has zero debt in the business. Um, I mean, it's there's beauty, mm-hmm. there's simplicity there. Yeah. Um, but you're married to your business. Yeah. You're still at that you're point still, where you're really involved. Everything comes to you. Uh, yeah. At that size, you, you probably need an office manager, somebody to do all the paperwork and stuff. But when your office manager takes a vacation, who, who steps in the office? You do. Um, you know, if, if there's a problem, who do they call? They call you. Um, yeah. They don't call me anymore. That, that there's beauty to size also to growing and scaling. And, uh, it, it's hard to scale slow. Um, uh, there's, there's some freedom that comes with that because you can, if you scale really slow, you can scale debt free. Hmm. And, uh, you know, there's, there's some beauty to that. There, yeah. there really is. There's, there's some peace that comes with being debt free, but it's usually slow. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's usually slow. Right. And so you grow slow. and uh, But as you scale, the bigger you get, you, you put management staff in place. You put, uh, you know, a lawn maintenance manager and landscaping manager and then an office manager and operations manager so that those people deal with the problems before they get to you. Right. And the only problems that ever work its way all the way up the pyramid are typically pretty big problems. Yeah. Um anymore I, I may be apprised of the the situations but i don't deal with them and very few problems make their way all the way up to me 
Uh-huh. A problem today made its way to me, but only, only because of me. Well, <laughs> only because they the the client happened to flag me down while I was at the property. Yeah. I happened to be at the property while they happened to be walking. While they outside. happened to be taking a walk. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have probably never heard of it. It would have been dealt with the rest without me. Yeah, your yeah. team would have taken care of it, which is what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. You so empower them. I told them I'd check into it. I'm going to check into it. Like I said. And, you know, we'll deal with it and move on and and just continue moving forward. But the beauty of growing and scaling is there's a freedom that comes with it that you can't have when you're a small company. I can step away and I can go on vacation. My company still runs without me. My company still makes money without me. Um, You know, fuel still gets uh, put in the trucks. You know, I don't have to meet the, the crews at the gas station and gas them up. Uh, I've got a friend of mine. He still meets his crews at the gas station every single morning and puts Why gas in their trucks. Why not prepaid get car, credit cards and give it to him? Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, he's kind of at that stage where he's afraid to let go of the reins. Yeah. And, you know, he's still really small. And so all the extra money is his money. And, yeah. you know, it's it's he's at a scary spot. Right. Um, I, I call that the... Um, the crash zone, you know, when you go into the ocean and there's the point where the waves are constantly yes. crashing. And if you stand there too long, eventually you get wiped out. Oh, you yeah. might tumble and rumble and hurt yourself. Yeah. You know, like you have to either stay out of the water or go quickly through the crash zone. Like, hot, you know, bust through some waves real quick. You might get hit a couple of times. Yeah. Turn sideways, prepare, get through those. And then you're in the nicer part of the water, and the, the deeper and, water. And that's kind of how it is when you scale. You have to really push hard at those milestones. Your first milestone is breaking 100000 a year, then breaking three hundred, then five hundred, dollars uh, breaking that seven hundred fifty, eight hundred thousand, dollars uh, breaking a million. But the scale from a million to two million is not nearly as hard as it is breaking the $500,000 range. Mm. I mean, to, to add on another million dollars worth of work, it's not nearly as difficult as a lot of people think it is. I mean, I added a million dollars worth of work this year, and I didn't I, – I accidentally did. Mm-hmm. I mean, we advertise, and we're trying to grow, but it's not like I went out and bought a whole bunch of equipment in anticipation of adding a, a million dollars worth of work. Right. I already had the equipment. Yeah. I didn't need to purchase anything else. I've bought one piece of equipment this year. That's it. Mm. Wow. And uh, just to help us be a little bit more efficient in the landscaping department. Mm-hmm. But I didn't buy any mowers. We might have bought a weed eater or two, but that was just because yeah. we cycled some out. But, right. you know, no biggie. But I didn't go buy a bunch of stuff. I haven't bought a truck this year. I don't think. Oh, I did buy one. <laughs> I bought a van, but that was because somebody totaled uh, uh, their work truck. So I just yeah. I replaced a vehicle. Um, but to scale from a million to two million, two to three is not nearly as difficult as a lot of people think it is. Yeah. But in the freedom that comes with scaling is that other people deal with your problems. Right. Before it gets to you. Right. That's the beauty of it. You can afford to have people in between you, people to help get all those things done. And and they help manage that stress because, yeah. yes, although it can be stressful, they help deal with a lot of the stress before it makes it to my plate. Right. And they might say... By the way, there was a problem. This happened. We broke a window. Don't worry. I've already ordered the new window. It's going to be installed in a week. Uh, I've already taken care of it. 
just wanted to give you a heads up. Yeah, that's perfect. That's best case scenario. Right yeah, there, right? well, and, that, and that's how the majority of the problems are that make its way up to me is I meet with my operations manager typically every day. And he just gives me a breakdown of anything good or bad that went on the day before or that morning. Yeah. You know, hey, here's what happened. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's- I didn't have to deal with it. I didn't have to touch it. I didn't have to make a phone call. Yeah. And if I do want something dealt with, I just let him know and then he deals with it. That's beautiful. Do you still have, uh, I remember last time we talked about using um, a call a answering service? Yeah. Call boss, so Call Boss, that? I don't, but okay. I think as you scale, using a company like Call Boss is a fabulous way uh, to scale. Mm-hmm. Um, because as an owner, what what do you do when you're on a truck? You spend half your time answering the stinking phone. Yeah. Or following up or whatever. Or whatever. And then your crews get mad at you because you're holding up the yard. You know, you're mowing. Bring, your phone rings. You got to stop, turn your mower off, answer the phone. Yeah. Three minutes later, you get another phone call. Three minutes later, you get another phone call. Yeah. And it's like that all day long. Yeah. But if you can train a answering service to answer your phone calls, and if you have matrix set up to where they can go in and use your CRM and measure it out online and send out quotes for you for stuff like lawn maintenance, fertilization, weed control, simple stuff. Yeah. That saves you so much time. And to use a company such as Call Boss or Pink Collars or whoever uh, is a great way to scale. Uh, but as we grew, uh, we, we outgrew, we basically, we outgrew them. Uh, we needed to bring it in house at yeah. a certain point. Yeah, it just made more sense financially for us to do it in house, and so that's what we did. Yeah, I would imagine it'd be almost <laughs> almost overwhelming for them, honestly. That the point that you're at now, oh, yeah, a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you, do you have any uh, tips from like the guys that that like that are aren't anywhere close to that point yet? From like. Uh, like like a customer service back on that topic, like how we can deal with, like we just talked about answering services is helpful. Um, but at the end of the day, like just trying to keep the wheels on, on the bus, you know, while we're trying to go through that growth period and we're at one crew, maybe we're in onto the second crew, but we're as the owner dealing with all of the issues, you know, any quality control issues, any customer service, nonsensical things, you know? Well, you would be surprised at how much freedom comes by somebody else answering your phones. Yeah. Um, so, cause they know, could probably nip some things in the butt. They can nip they a lot of that in the butt because a lot of it is just answering simple questions. Yeah. Um, you know, are y'all are y'all coming out to mow today? Well, let me check the schedule real quick. And all they have to do is look on your schedule board and see, oh, yeah, it looks like they're about five yards away from you. Yeah. Whereas that would have stopped you and tied you up for two or three minutes, and but they take care of it for you. And you don't ever even have to think about it. Yeah. Um, so, and it's not nearly as expensive as you would think because... It frees you up. You're able to go make more money. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. If That's, you're constantly tied up, what is one of the major problems in this industry? Yeah. Uh, owner operators don't return phone calls or yeah. they don't return messages. Yeah. Or if they do, it's a day or two or three or a week later, two weeks later. Right. This industry is notorious for that. Yeah. It's bad. And, yeah. and statistically, 
the first person to actually respond. Actually, first person to pick up the phone. Yeah. Statistically gets the job. Yeah. Because they answered the phone. Yeah. Because that's, the, that's how low the standards are. That we can't even answer the phone. As long as your price isn't stupid high. Yeah. They're going to probably give you a chance. Yeah. And the reason why is because they may have made eight phone calls before they called you. And you are the only one that picked up the phone. Yeah. Or I mean, your answering service picked up the phone. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for calling Salcedo Lawn. This is this is Marvin. How can I help you? Yeah. It's a friendly face on the other end of the line. Yeah. It's a friendly voice. Yeah. And they answer all the questions because uh, certain companies like Call Boss and Pink Collars, they're very knowledgeable about the lawn care industry. So they can answer a lot of the basic questions. Yeah. You know, do y'all know how to take care of uh, warm season grasses? Absolutely. Our guys are very familiar with St. Augustine, Zoysia, Bermuda. We can take care of all those grasses for you. Mm. Because they've already, they've dealt with that 30 other times for 30 other companies. Right. So they know how to answer those questions. Yeah. And then in a CRM such as Service Autopilot, you can build out the wiki board. And what the wiki board is, it's like the Wikipedia board in Service Autopilot. And you can fill out commonly asked questions and then the answers to those questions. Nice. And so your call service, all they have to do to answer those questions Click on that, scroll down. Here's their question. Go over. Here's the answer. Yeah. Uh, do y'all sir? Uh, do y'all service this area of town? Yes, we do, or no, we don't. You can actually build out a map for your CRM or for your call service to to look at, so they don't book you anything in the in the side of town that you don't want to be on. Yeah, and so they're only booking you in the area that you want to do work in. I mean, there's there it. it it yeah, it's a little expensive, but in the long run, it saves you more time and more right. money. And the the older I get, the bigger I get, you know, bigger my company gets. I realize how valuable my time is. I don't look at things anymore as to how much money that's going to cost me. I look at it as how much time is that going to save me. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting quotes right now to paint my house because my wife wants the house painted. I possess the ability. To paint my house, right? But your time is more valuable. But my time than is more valuable right than painting my house. I that's look at, why the service industry is exploding right now because exactly. so many people are really starting to figure that out. Because I look at that and I'll be like, okay, if I have to stop and put work on hold, which it's never truly going to be on hold, I'm still going to have to answer questions and stuff. Right. I'm looking at three, four weeks to paint my house if I did it by myself. Yeah. So a month worth of time. What's a month worth of time worth to me? Man. What is it worth to you? Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. How much money are you going to lose as a small business owner, because you didn't answer your phone for an entire month. It's that opportunity cost. Yep. Right? And it's, it's, it's hard to calculate. And sometimes you'll never be able to calculate right. it, but, but you know, it's there, you know, it's there. And for me, it's worth a lot. 
I, I can make a whole lot more money working on my businesses than I am in my businesses. Mm. And so that's what I do. I, I make high level decisions and I push the companies forward. That's what I do. Nice. Well, on that note, um, <laughs> I was just going to um, wrap up uh, before we get to the pod decks. Man, I haven't done one of these in person in forever. So there's this uh, deck of cards that have just random, generic, fun questions. I have nothing. Oh, we were going to pay, play Atlanta. poker over yeah, there. Yeah, right. <laughs> you get to pick them out and answer them, and they're just like fun, lighthearted, cool uh, cards to get to know you a little bit better. That has nothing to do with potentially lawn and landscape. I mean, your answers could have to do with lawn and landscape, but the questions are totally irrelevant. So, but before that, real quick, I just want to touch upon. Uh, it doesn't have to be real quick, but uh, <laughs> you know, you take as much time as you want, but. Um, um, so you're, you're the, the automotive business. That's your last, your latest endeavor. Correct? My, my latest purchase was an automotive shop. So we, it is a full service, uh, mechanics repair shop. And we also do uh, paint and body repair. Which it comes in handy because now you got that sal- Salcedo green. Yep. I saw the remnants in there. Yep. You're just so spraying some trucks down. We paint our own trucks. We do our own repairs now. Um, you know, the, the mechanic shop is virtually across the street. Um, I think it's a 16th of a mile from, from the landscape boot shop. So we just go drive across the street, drop it off. and That's awesome. They, it gets put in line with the other repairs and we get it done. And, 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 and how, I know we talked about a little bit about this off air, but how did that come about again? Like, was that something that you even thought about initially? <laughs> so I did, I, I never like dreamed I wanted to be a mechanic when I grew up or own a mechanic shop. I kind of stumbled into it. And the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. Um, I, we used this mechanic shop already. Uh, for some of our repairs, we kind of split our repairs up between like three or four different shops. Right. And that's tires and, you know, just everything. We split it all up. Yeah. And uh, this mechanic, uh, he's I'm friends with him. And he told me, he said uh, he was considering selling. His son has some health health problems and he wanted to spend less time working and more time with the family. And I, I was like, man, that's, that's great. That's admirable. And he told me, he said, why don't you buy this? I was like, man, I don't want to buy your headache. <laughs> and that's exactly what I told him. I said, I don't want to buy your headache. <laughs> and the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. I spent $250,000 in auto repairs last year. Wow. A quarter of a million dollars I spent last year in 2021. I spent a quarter of a million dollars in auto repair. Wow. That alone will make my payment on this business. So if I save myself virtually paying from one company to the other, a quarter of a million dollars a year, I've made my own payment. Even if I don't have any other uh, clients, I've made my own payment. So that alone made sense to me. Right. And then I went out and I started hustling and getting more work for for the repair shop. And we have doubled and tripled the workflow since I took over in March, since March 1st. And wow. the beautiful thing is, is it has cash flowed from day one. Nice. Yeah. Other than my initial investment, I have not had to put any money into it. Hmm. It's cash flowed. Yeah. Wow. It's self-sufficient, right? <laughs> that it is. 
And, uh, you know, when we have a problem, I can uh, prioritize my own repairs if I need to. If I have something that's really urgent and I need to get it done right away, I can prioritize it and get it in and get it done. Uh, or I just get put in line with everybody else. Uh, I, I tell people all the time, I said, it's like the old, uh, uh, hair commercial. I don't know, even know if you're old enough for this, but, uh, there was a commercial years ago. It was like Rogaine or something. I don't know. And, uh, the guy said, I'm not only the, the president, I'm a client. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he took his hat off. I do remember that. <laughs> That's what I tell people. I yeah. said, I don't just own the place. I'm a client. <laughs> nice. Um, so, and so now what, what is the latest, latest thing you're doing now? You're getting into business coaching now? So, yeah, um, we're actually starting, um, I just got my LLC registered and just got everything, just got the balls rolling. Um, and yeah, we're, I'm starting a business coach, uh, starting to be a business coach where I'm actually signed up through, uh, conquer coaching. Um, I don't know. It's. I, I heard about it a couple of years ago, but it's becoming more and more known in our industry. Uh, but I believe it's conquernow.com if y'all wanted to go check it out. Um, but yeah. Uh, we, so, so you're on their platform. I, I'm on their platform gotcha. and I'm a coach for Conquer. Nice. Versus having like your own website and doing it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Josh Latimer helped uh, uh, pioneer Conquer. And uh, with Brandon Vaughn, and uh, they they started this. I, I can't even remember how many years ago, but they they kicked it off, and it is growing like crazy. Yeah, that's and, a good uh, concept. It, it is a great sense. concept, and they they have a great platform set up, and and different milestones, and what to teach, and how to teach, and uh, so you know that's I'm starting. I actually have my first uh, interview with a potential in a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, with a potential uh, mentee. Uh, in an hour. So nice. We gotta wrap this. Yeah, up. <laughs> I was gonna say. Well, on that note, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll put the um we'll put that link in the episode description as well, along with the Get to Know the Pro 2.0. Almost what eighty thousand views now. I think it's almost yeah. at seventy nine. Yeah. I was like wow, that was since a year ago. Yeah, that really two, two years, years ago. ago. But yeah, that, every year it comes around. And it keeps ramping up, man. People, That's awesome. People just love love that video, man. That that I'm a likable guy. Yeah, you are. But you're. <laughs> But you're also really intelligent, you know, like well, thank you. you know, your business That's what my smart mom tells me. <laughs> your business smart and you, it it really comes it comes out in in that video as well as just seeing your setup and all, the whole thing. There's the way it was put together. I was really happy with how it came together and and obviously being able to spend that time with you. So, uh and and and, and being able to provide that be able to not just be the only one recipient of that experience of being able to make that video and share it with 79,000 people. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's like awesome. that's, that's really cool. And there's lots of comments on there. So you have to definitely go, I sent you the link. So you have to go back on there and check that out and see if there's any old links that was like, kind of like a, a, a left hanging question for you, <laughs> yeah. for you or something, you know, for or sure. whatever. But, um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people really appreciated your hustle and, and, you know, they said that you've got a, got a good thing going and you obviously know what you're doing, all those kind of things. So, um, but that, so it makes sense that you're going to be doing business coaching. So, yeah, one thing I wanted to do is, is, or didn't want to do is I didn't want to be a poser. Uh, I, I've always wanted to do business coaching. It's one of my very, very long-term goals is quote retiring, uh, doing business coaching. 
you know, I may still own these businesses long, right. long term. Yeah. But I know that eventually I'm going to set a, a general manager in place over them that to where I, I make virtually no decisions with them, such as Jonathan has done with City Turf. And, uh, you know, he's not in the day to day. Um, you know, I, I, even now I don't have to make day to day decisions with them, but I, I'm still work making a lot of high level decisions. Right. Um, and I would like to free up my time to where I can just help people grow their business. And I didn't want to be somebody that just talked to talk. I wanted to walk the walk. I wanted to prove that I know what the crap I'm talking about. And I can do what I'm telling you that if you follow these steps and, you know, st- you know, theoretically, you should be able to grow your business the same way. Yeah. And that's what I've done. I mean, I've gotten out there and I've hustled and I've proved that I know what I'm doing. I mean, just uh, a week ago uh, or two weeks ago, we were named on the Inc. 5000 list. Uh, we were in the top 15 percent of fastest growing privately held companies in America. Nice. And uh, thank you. Um, and you know, it's, it's taken a lot for us to hustle and to, to grow the way that we have to even be considered to be on that list. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be a poser and just tell people, theoretically, this is how you grow your business. Right. I can tell them this is what I did to grow my business. Yeah. So now that I've done it, I want to go out and show people, hey, this is what I did. This is what helped me. Here's what I think can help you. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and, and, and we're grateful for it. Thank you very much for doing that. I look forward to uh, checking that out and hearing lots of good things from folks that you've helped out in the industry or just in business in general, right? Yes, sir. All right, so let's wrap things up here with our our pod decks. Let's shuffle up the the cards real quick. (laughs) Uh, They're nice and crispy still. I do have a second edition deck. I'm going to have to bust those out sooner or later, but uh, these are nice and seasoned, we'll say. Let's just one more time. (laughs) All right, so pick a card, any card. All right, let's see. What is the trait you most deplore in yourself? Oh, procrastination. Um, really? That's, that's I, interesting. I hate, I hate procrastinating. I mean, most people probably hate it. Yeah. I wouldn't have. And I, I'm, I'm working on it. I, I mean, I'm going to get to it tomorrow. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? That's a good one. That was no, a good I, one. I just, I know that I see that in myself. And I know it's there, and so I have to watch it, and I have to I have to really stay on top of it so that I I don't procrastinate because I know that it is a tendency in my life. Okay, all right, that's interesting. Uh, you know, everything that you have going on in your businesses, I would have never I would have never thought that that was a thing that you struggle with. Yeah, but I, I, I don't every- I don't have time to procrastinate yeah, exactly. because then things pile up. Yeah. And, right, and then it just it, things really suck. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And everyone deals with procrastination and 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 on some level. So yeah. I, I get that. But yeah, that's you're so right about that. You don't have time to procrastinate. You don't yeah. have time to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> no, sir. 
All right. What is the worst job I've ever had? Whew. That's a good one. I've No one's picked that one yet. You know why? Because you went all the way on the right. Most people always go in the middle of cards and they're fanned out. They're yeah. Going, That's how the magicians really get you. They put all the juicy stuff in the middle because they know it's pretty good odds you're going to pick the cards they want you to pick. Yeah. Um, I was a janitor for a very long time. Um, I used to work um, at this place where I cleaned over 100 toilets at night. And wow. I did that for years and years. And uh so wasn't wasn't the greatest job. Yeah. But you know what? It paid the bills, taught me a lot, taught me how to work. Uh so I'd probably have to say that was probably the worst job I ever yeah. had. The people themselves were great. Just I did the it job mind. Itself was it was tough. the physical actions yeah. of the job. Yeah. So loved the place where I worked, great people to work with. Yeah. It was just, I cleaned Clean, a lot of toilets. Yeah, cleaning, cleaning that many toilets can wear on anyone for that sure. That was rough, I, yeah. I, I get it. Just like digging X amount of holes all day with a shovel it's rough. every day is rough. That's why we have tools for these things. Yes, you sir. Know? That's why we try to make it a little bit easier, especially in today's labor market, right? Yes, sir. All right, let's try to go for one more here. I'll see what all we got. Right, stay way over here. All right. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? Oh, man. I don't know. We need to ask somebody else that question about me. <laughs> well, I guess if anyone's told you, like said, like my wife will tell me certain things that I, she's like, stop you saying mental all the time. Like, why is everybody mental? I'm like, yes, they are. <laughs> probably, I say crap a lot. Probably shouldn't use it. It's just a filler word. Yeah. Like, what is this crap? Yeah. Or what the crap? I, that, I that's say a it popular all. one. Yeah. That's probably yeah. probably one of the ones I use. Like, what the crap is this? Where did this come from? Yeah. <laughs> it is just a filler word is all it yeah. is. I mean, it's kind of funny in the moment, but it, it, then you end up, just like everything, it ends up getting overused. Yeah. And then it's not funny anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I think we all have filler words. Like oh, yeah. All the ums and the this and the that. So It happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, Marvin, thank you for playing the game. That was fun. And, um, yes, sir. Thank you for an hour and a half of solid content. I, I really, uh, I know your time is valuable and I, I value that you let me have some of your time. <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful that you, you uh, came back uh, for a second round uh, of torture to come and talk with me. <laughs> <laughs> Not no, I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. I'm, I'm very humbled. Well, awesome. I can't wait to, again, guys, there's links for everything we talked about here on the episodes. Uh, probably going to be a two-parter here, but it'll be in the um, it'll be in the the episode notes. Um, thank you guys to the Toro Company, or thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast, and thank you guys for always listening to the LCR Media Podcast. Marvin, I'll see you at the Equip Expo. Yes, sir. And I'll come up soon. Have a good time, and until next time, folks. This is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.